This is a Faith FM podcast. You're listening to The Faith Experiment with Robbie Bergen, right across Australia, right here on Faith FM. Hello there, and thanks for joining once again. I'm Robbie Bergen, and you're listening to The Faith Experiment. And this is episode number 44 of The Faith Experiment, and I'm calling this episode Brad's Story When God Speaks. Now, once again on this episode, I have a great book to give away. This book is called Gifted Hands. This is an incredible book. It's a book about Dr. Ben Carson, who gained worldwide recognition for his part in the first successful separation of Siamese twins joined at the back of the head. It's a fantastic read. You want to get this for your library. So to get this book, you'll need to text a code word I'm going to give you during the show. You'll need to text it to the Faith Experiment phone number. And here's the number now, 0488-45311. So save this number on your phone, 0488-45311. And just wait for today's code word. Well, once again, I love hearing from you on The Faith Experiment, and I am just so impressed with the amount of text messages I get on this show, and I would love to hear from you today. Where are you listening to The Faith Experiment from right now, wherever it is, around the world, around the country? Text me in, let me know, 4 or email me on robbie at faithfm.com.au. Now, I want to jump into my inbox for a second and share some of the comments I've got from various faith experimenters all around the country. First one here is from Sharon. Sharon has texted in saying, Thanks, Robbie, for your show. I love reading my Bible every day, and thank you so much for explaining 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. That was amazing, especially the part about reproof. May God bless you and keep you. Thanks for the program. If you missed that episode, go check it out on the Faith FM app, and you'll be able to tune in. It's in the section on how to study the Bible. So thanks so much, Sharon, for that. I really appreciate your feedback. It's great to know that what we're doing here at Faith FM is making a difference in your personal faith experiment. Here's another one from Jane. Jane texted in saying, Thanks, I love listening to The Faith Experiment, one of my favorite shows. Well, thanks so much, Jane. We appreciate it. It's support of listeners like you that keep our show going. So thank you very much. Here's one from David. David says, I love the book, Bible Readings, with the 4,000 questions that you've given me. Well, thank you so much, David. We are so thrilled to be able to give away our stuff. We don't ask anybody to pay for anything. It's absolutely free. It's a part of the ministry we do here at Faith of M. And I'm so glad you're finding that book a, a blessing to you. Here's one from Sally. Sally says, God bless you, Robbie, and thank you so much for your teachings. I absolutely love them. Well, thank you, Sally. Love that you're tuning in. And I hope you're enjoying the, the new podcast we're doing with the interviews. Here's one from Jan. Jan says, love the show, Robbie. Keep it up. Thank you, Jane. We will continue to keep up as best as we can. Here's one from Keith. Keith says, good morning. I've been listening to The Faith Experiment. I'm up to episode 16. Thank you from Keith. Well, thank you, Keith, from checking it out. You've got a few more episodes to go before you catch up, but I'm glad you're enjoying it. Here's one from Ross. Ross says, I'd like to say thank you to Robbie's SMS bot. Well, thank you, Ross. I'll pass that on to the bot. Uh, I really appreciate the work of our bot. We've got three of them, actually. We've got Hudson, we've got Pilgrim, and we've got Faithful. And uh, they help make sure you get your offers through in a timely fashion. So we appreciate it. Thanks, for thanks, Ross. <laughs> Here's one from Fraser. The last one for today is from Fraser saying he's from Kangaroo Island in South Australia. And he is enjoying the show, and he is interested in the topic, The Mark of the Beast, that he listened to. I'm glad you enjoyed it. We'll cover some more of those um, really you know, really deep Bible study topics in the future on The Faith Experiment. But go check out the Faith of M Library. We have got plenty of talks, and some of them will cover that as well. 
Well, if you're tuning in for the first time today at The Faith Experiment, this show is all about putting faith into practice. It's about experimenting with faith. And so far, I have shared with you, for those of you catching up, I've shared with you my own personal journey, how I went from a non-believer to a faith experimenter. And then we've looked at various ways to study the Bible and to enhance your application of these ancient manuscripts. Now, on the last episode of The Faith Experiment, I had an interview with Alicia, who shared her story of how God saved her daughter to save her. An absolutely amazing story. If you haven't heard it, I'd encourage you once again to go get the Faith FM app from your app store or go visit faithfm.com.au, look under the podcast sections of the and look for The Faith Experiment, and you can check out those episodes. Well, on today's episode, I have another special guest. As you can tell from the title, my guest is Brad. Brad, welcome to The Faith Experiment. Hey, Robbie. It's great to be here, mate. I am stoked to be on a show with you. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Uh, finally. It's been, I've been working at Faith of, Faith of M for two years, and uh, we've finally made it happen. That's right. Yeah, it's now, good stuff. Now, for listeners, just uh, just say something, Brad, like um, you're listening to Faith FM. Say something like that. You're listening to Faith FM on 87.8, 87.6, or 88 FM right across Australia. Now, <laughs> if you feel like you've heard that voice before, it's because you have. You see, Ooh. Brad, what do you do at Faith FM? So, I am a producer, and that can involve all sorts of things. Every diff- every Every day can be a bit different. Where you're most likely to have heard my voice is on things like ads, and I'm sorry if you get sick of hearing my voice <laughs> on ads. There's there's certainly a bit of that, a few of those floating around, you know, different intros and outros for shows. Sometimes I fill in as a producer on a show or a presenter if I have to. It's just whatever needs to get done. We absolutely love what you do, Brad. Like for those who are listening, Brad is a producer at our Melbourne studio. We have studios in Newcastle, in Sydney, in Adelaide, in Hobart. I think that's all of them. And, uh, at the moment. And yeah, at the moment, we've got one coming in Canberra, um, mm-hmm. probably in October coming online. And Brad is the, uh, the top producer in terms of he oversees all the other producers. He, you, you help the, um, producers with any challenges they have. You give tips and feedback on the shows. So Brad is our go-to guy. He's the glue behind the scenes. And so it's so great to put you on a show. <laughs> I'm really excited for today. Well, I try and keep everybody else in line, but I guess you'll be trying to keep me in line today. <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> but, but you are actually, what, well, listen to this. While, Brad is doing this interview. He's actually producing this episode. So he's sitting in front of all the controls and he's going to be telling the story. So you're going to multitask today, Brad. So, Brad, how long have you been at Faith FM for? Ooh, it has been halfway through the fifth year or maybe the sixth year. And you're yeah, based here in Melbourne? Me. Yes, are based you, in Melbourne. Are you originally from Melbourne? No, um, I am a Newcastle boy. Newcastle? Yep. So, did you come to Melbourne for before Faith FM, or was it for Faith FM? It was for Faith FM, and there's there's a long, interesting story related to that as well. But that's not the one we're telling today. Right? Maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll see we'll how see. we go. So, what do you? I mean, you've been you've been here for a few years now. What's your take on Faith FM? What do you like about it? What's the highlights? It's you know that's one of those things I I want to give serious thought to. Look, I love working here. I love the fact that. What I do on the day-to-day is something that directly engages with people, that it can be something that can help them grow in their faith, encourage them in their day-to-day life. You know, in terms of the content stuff we hear, like things like health content, I love 
learning things. Mm. And I love listening to a lot of the health shows and going, wow, you know, here's how I can actually improve the way I live, improve the way that I think, improve what I eat, all those kind of things, as well as, you know, improving my relationship with God. I, I, I'm big into the whole improvement thing. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean I do it all the time, but I find it very interesting. <laughs> so we're paying you to to source content, to create content yes. that's uh, enjoyable to you. Absolutely. So yeah. it's not really a job. Well, it's still a job. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're married? Yes, I'm married to one wife. One as, wife, as just as one that we can handle. Yeah, you wouldn't want more than one, I think. <laughs> yes, and she's a teacher here in Melbourne. She works at a a school on the east side of the city in Lilydale that's called Edinburgh College, and she teaches English and Bible. She used to teach French. She's actually a fluent French speaker. Wow. Yes. And, and can you speak French? Je parle un petit peu français. Yeah, well, um, I heard France in there somewhere. Uh, something so about- I speak a little bit of French. Okay. So, can you say uh, something like, um, how are you today? What would that be like in uh, French? Comment ça va, monsieur? Wow, you're actually, I'm assuming you're pretty good. We'll get some listeners to text in. <laughs> if you if you speak French and you're hearing Brad here, let me know if he's um, got the accent right or not, because I have no idea. You got to, you just got to do lots of, uh, and then you sound very, <laughs> no, no, really, that's that's the French equivalent of, um. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, uh, comment ça va aujourd'hui, monsieur? So, yeah. it, sounds, uh, it sounds legit to me. Well, it's pretty basic. It's a useful thing to have. For if you want to talk about something without anybody else knowing. Yeah. My, my wife, um, I think I've said this before on the show, my wife is former Yugoslavian. So, she mm. comes from those. My mum's Macedonian. Her dad's lived in Croatia, Serbian. There's a whole mix there. And so, she speaks four languages. I speak Ooh. one. And she's constantly complaining to me <laughs> when we're in circumstances. She's like, if only you spoke another language, yep, yep, yep. we could be talking. And I'm like, yeah, but isn't that rude? She's like, no, that's just <laughs> clever. So, you guys can do that. A little bit. Look, I'm not saying I'm fluent in speaking French. I can definitely understand more than I can say. Yeah. So, it's more like, you know, if we're in a a restaurant, for example, and the food's not great, Bianca can say something to me and I'll go, oh, yes, yes. mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's interesting we're talking about languages because today's Ah. story is about when God speaks. It's mm. got me intrigued. I know a little bit about what we're going to talk about, not a huge amount because I want this to be news to me too. But before we get into that, we're going to take a short break. We've got some songs here that we've picked out today, and you have picked them. What's our first song, Brad? So our first song is called Strongest Love by Gavin Chatelier. And the reason I picked this one is because I actually know Gavin. He actually worked for Faith FM. Some, some of our listeners may know this. He worked for Faith FM a couple of years ago doing some similar sorts of things to what you were doing, Robbie. Mm. And he shared some of his music with me, and I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I've always loved music that I have a connection with the artist. Right. To me, it's like having them in the room there with me, singing a song, and I can just sit back and close my eyes and enjoy it. So we're going to hear Strongest Love by Gavin Chitalia. Ooh, yeah. Love we can depend on 
see things differently well, There's a mountain we need to climb When the road takes a bend Never really expected We'll pray for the strongest love There's no love like God's love Strongest love we can depend on When everything falls into place I can see that smile on your pretty face When nothing can stand in our way May we never forget to pray We'll pray for the strongest love There's no love God's love, darling. His love is the strongest love we can depend on. Sometimes the plans we make just don't work out. We've run ahead of here. One thing I know with your hand in mine. Ups and downs ain't so bad You and me and Jesus We'll catch our dreams We'll catch our dreams Whoa, There's no love Like God's love My one love Strongest love we can depend on There's no love like God's love I want love, darling Strongest love There's no giving up with His love, darling Strongest love Listening to the Faith Experiment with Robbie Bergen, right across Australia, right here on Faith FM. Connect with us via text message on 04 4538 4538 or send an email to Welcome back to The Faith Experiment. I'm your host, Roy Bergen, and that was Gavin Chatelier with Strongest Love. And this is episode 44 of The Faith Experiment, and I'm calling this episode Brad's Story, When God Speaks. And coming up is the code word for today's free offer, so make sure you stick around. So I'm here with Brad. Brad is one of our, fa- well, he is our Faith FM producer here in <laughs> Melbourne, the head office, but he's one of the producers around the country for Faith FM. And Brad, you said before the break you've been in the role about six years? Yes, it's the sixth year this year. And uh, you're a husband of one wife? Correct. You guys are snooping and spying with French language between the two of you? <laughs> yep. Any kids? No, we don't have any kids, but working on that. Working on that. We, we, we will encourage you to be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> Thank you. Well, 
Brad, we're here for your story, and your story you've titled When God Speaks. So, set the context for us. So, this was, let me think, when I was... When I was 19. So, just a few years ago. Just a few. Well, let me think. How old am I now? Well, I'm, tw- I'm 29 now. So, yeah. So, 10 years ago. It's a decade. When I was 19, um, you know, I was I was a Christian. Um, I was involved in music at church, all that sort of thing. I, I love playing all sorts of instruments. You know, anything I can get my hands on, I'll fiddle around with it till I can figure out how to play it. That's one of the things I really love doing. But I was always involved in church music and that sort of thing. One of the things our church was often involved with is we would take our band that we had and we would go and play music at what were called summer camps. Have you ever been to a summer camp? I have. I've been a, what they call a camp counsellor. Ah, yeah, yeah. I've done that a few times. Nice. Yeah, in the United States, not in Australia, but in the United States I've done it. Okay. So, the summer camps that we would be involved in that with, they would typically go for a, a bit over a week. Mm-hmm. Well, let me explain how you know summer camps go. You have all the kids, typically high school age. You also have junior camps, which are primary age. Kids go up there for a week. We do lots of worship, lots of cool activities, you know, water skiing, rock climbing, mountain biking, archery, anything under the sun. Mm. Really, really fun stuff. For those in the know, we used to do ours in a place called Yarra Happeny. I was going to ask you where, where was this camp? So, yeah, Yarra yeah. Happening, that sounds like Aboriginal. So, it's about halfway between Port Macquarie and Coffs Harbour. So, on that kind of oh, okay. north coast of New South Wales. That is a nice part of the world. That's I used to live really up there. Beautiful spot. I used to live in Coffs Harbour for those. For those listening in Coffs Harbour, I, uh, I'm, I, I know exactly where you guys are. And if you go about, I think it's about an hour south of Coffs Harbour. That's where this, I think it's near Stewart's Point around Stewart's that area. Point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very so, nice part of Australia. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Beautiful beaches, beautiful climate, heaps of bananas to eat. Uh, and, yeah. It's changing now though. It's changing, what? changing the blueberries. Oh, really? Blueberries and I think raspberries. A lot of, a lot of banana farmers have pulled the bananas out in wow. that region. Yeah. Anyway, continue. We're at a summer camp. That's right. About I, 19 I, years of age. 19. Yeah. That's right. We can't get too off track. Anyway. So I got asked if I wanted to sing. For summer camp, you know, as a 19-year-old, you know, I was in my first year of university, that sort of thing, and and these camps go over like the summer holidays, I guess. So I was thinking to myself, oh sweet, yep, summer holidays, I'm going to go and work, get a bunch of money, you know, first year university student. Just curious, what were you studying? I was studying at the time civil engineering. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew this. Well, now you know. I that's what I first studied, civil engineering. Go. Yep, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's where we get along so well. Maybe. <laughs> well, I I quit civil engineering because after a while, I went and talked to one of my lecturers, and I said to him, "So, what do you actually, you know, when you're working as a civil engineer, what do you actually do?" And he said to me, "Brad, do you enjoy sitting in front of a computer all day?" <laughs> and I said, "Oh, I don't know." And he goes, "Well, if you're an engineer, that's probably what you'll be doing." And I was like, "Oh, well, hmm, maybe this isn't for me." <laughs> Anyway, I loved the the physics aspect yeah. of engineering. That was great. But the the maths I did find kind of difficult. You know, I said to myself, oh, I probably don't want to be sitting in front of a computer all day. And, uh, you know, today in terms of what I do, I, I do still sit in front of a computer all day. <laughs> but it's good. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not complaining. The, I think God had reasons for directing me in certain paths and why I ended up doing what I'm doing. But anyway, so I was doing civil engineering wanting to make myself a bit of money, you know, working different jobs. I was doing cleaning, working at Big W, mowing lawns, you know. When you're 19, you've got heaps of energy to do whatever you want. Yeah. And so that was my plan. 
was going to go out, make a bunch of money during the holidays, buy a bunch of musical instruments, you know, synthesizers and cool stuff. And instead, like I felt God directing me saying, no, 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 what, what I want you to do is go in and be involved in these camps. Go, go and sing. That, that's what I want you to do. And so I was like, all right. Were you a, were you a singer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this wasn't like a f- big stretch? No, no. It's just in terms of you had a you had a plan of what you wanted to do? Yep. And you're getting an impression that, no, I want you to do something completely different, but it's still within the realm of what you're able to do. Yeah, Okay, sure. cool. All right. And this wasn't, like, I didn't hear God speaking verbally to me then. Mm-hmm. This was just kind of like I could feel a particular pull at my heart saying, this is where I want you to go and do. So how did you know it was God? Hmm. This is a question I get asked all the time. How do you know when you know it's God talking to you and not God talking to you? You know, that's a good question. And I would honestly say it's a very personal thing. For me, there's several ways I feel God communicate to me. Um, One is it's often he will be telling me something that goes very much against my own desires, something that requires me to be very unselfish. Because, you know, like as a human being, our natural desire is, for sure. how can I help myself? How can mm. I serve myself? Whereas when God speaks to you a lot of the time, it's, no, how can I serve others? How can I put others before me? You know, that's when Jesus breaks down the Ten Commandments and he says, you love God with all your heart, your mind, soul, your strength, and you love others as you would love yourself. Mm. That's one aspect. There's another way that I find God communicates with me is he brings different people from different areas in my life who don't know each other, so they can't, like, coordinate. Yeah, there's no collaboration. There's no collaboration going on. And they all give me the exact same advice. This can be four or five different people who are Mm. just completely disconnected. Often I find that that's actually God communicating to me because it's, it's something that, you know, it doesn't really make sense. How would all of these different people know what's going on for me? Well, that's exactly a principle of the Bible, right? Like the Bible mm. says through God speaks through a multitude of counselors. Yes. That's where we get wisdom, and that's what you're mm. describing when unrelated people, but they're giving us the same spiritual advice. And like yeah. you said before, the first thing there is it's, it's clearly um, leading us away from our natural, carnal, sort of mm. fleshly, selfish desires, and it's taking us in a direction that's in the character and harmony with God. Mm. So clearly, you had a plan, you wanted to work, yep. get some money, buy some muso gear, I guess you'd yeah. call it. Some cool I'm, I'm not a muso guy, but I, I can use the, the term muso, so that's yeah, what it sounds yeah. like you are. And you're getting this impression that, no, I need you to go do something that is completely non-self or unselfish. Yeah. I need you to go to this camp. So, how did you respond to that? Maybe I could say, in a sense, it's not completely unselfish because it's fun. So, I just thought, oh, well, you know, whatever. I can work some other time. But, yeah, let's let's go and do this this time. It'll be fun. And, you know, I'll be hanging out with mates from church in the band. And, mm-hmm. and it's fun performing for the kids and stuff. And, you know, there's a bit of a, a pride aspect that certainly goes along with it. It's like, oh, yeah, you know. Our band's good enough that they've asked us to be the the musos and right. yeah, how cool are we? You know, maybe I wasn't being, even though I was called to be unselfish in one way. As in not getting the money. Yeah. <laughs> but Perhaps. there was still an opportunity here for you to have a bit of an ego. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Yep. You know, like it's it's cool to be the, you're the lead singer Oh, yeah, in the for band sure. For sure. Everybody's looking at you and how good are you? And they always come up and chat to you after in between songs and things. And That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, for lack of a better way to describe it, when you're a 19-year-old boy 
and you got a bunch of girls looking at you, it's like, yeah, how cool am I? Yeah. Got the fact that chicks love me, you know? (laughs) So, So you you make the decision to go. Mm Mm-hmm. You put all this gear in the car, I'm taking it, and you're heading up the coast yep. to... We had this awesome Holden station wagon that we called the Gigmobile. <laughs> the Gigmobile. Because me and my my brothers and I, you know, uh, my older brother was playing bass guitar. Um, actually, no, my little brother didn't come with us that time because he was still in school. But other times we've gone and played stuff together. We filled up this old Holden station wagon with all of our amps and guitars and all sorts of things. And... You know, you see the the ones where it's kind of like the back wheels, the tow bars almost dragging along the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can picture that. That was what it was like. You had a plan, mm-hmm. make some money. Something comes along, a thought. You you're saying you you sense that it was God, and looking back, you can see it was God mm-hmm. calling you to do something. That okay, it wasn't. You weren't going to Africa. You no. weren't gonna you know go starve yourself and be a missionary <laughs> thing. But this was something that. You could have made some money out of if you hadn't done it and so on. So you get in the car, you've made a decision to go along, and you're heading up the coast to camp, and we're going to pick it up after the break. All right. What comes next? Sure. So we're going to take a short break now. Stick around. We've got a code word for today's amazing book. Now, Brad, you picked this book, Gifted mm. Hands. It's by Dr. Ben Carson. It's basically his story. Yes. Why did you pick this gift? Because when I was a kid, I read this book, and it really changed the way I thought about a lot of things. Ben Carson, for those who don't know him, he's a neurosurgeon. So, you know, the when you think about the brainiest of the brainy guys, he's he up also there. works on brains. He's up there. Yeah. There's no one higher on the list. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And I found his story really encouraging, really inspiring, also because he's a very humble man. And, you know, to actually be able to be at the, the top of the game, so to speak, mm. but to actually be humble is something really incredible, I think. And it really speaks to his relationship with God. And for me, that was something that really inspired me to go, you know, it's important to be humble Mm. because when you're humble, God can use you a lot more to bless others. It's Pride is one of those things that gets in the way of so Every time, every single time. And, you know, I'm not saying Ben Carson's perfect, Mm. and I'm not saying I'm perfect. Like, obviously, this story is showing that I wasn't the most humble person (laughs) or anything like that. So, our our giveaway today is Gifted Hands. You're going to get a code word very, very soon on the show, and you'll be able to text in the phone number for the Faith Experiment. Write the number down if you haven't got it, 04-888-45311. Now, Brad, we're going to go to a song. You, again, you pick this song. Who are we listening to this time? Yes, this is another person that I know, another artist that we play a fair bit on the station, whose name is Anna Beaton, and the name of the song is called It's Not You, It's Him.
the coming ages, He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing, it is a gift from God, not a result of work, so that no one can boast about it. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. for ourselves but God being rich in mercy and love came down and rescued us distracted we stray perfection we strive to do it on our own will help us to realize we couldn't live life it's in Christ alone so God take us mold us remind us salvation is for you Faith Experiment with Robbie Bergen. Right across Australia, right here on Faith FM. Listen live or listen later. Get the Faith FM app from your app store today. Welcome back to the Faith Experiment. I'm your host, Robbie Bergen. And that was Anna Baden with It's Not You, It's Him. And this is episode 44 of the Faith Experiment. I'm calling this episode Brad's Story when God speaks. And coming up very, very soon is the code word for today's amazing book. And it's a free book. All you have to do is text the code word, which you're going to get very soon for Gifted Hands, the story of Dr. Ben Carson. Now, on today's episode, I am sitting here with our Faith of M producer, one of our Faith of M producers, um, Brad. Brad is sharing his story about when God speaks. Now, before the break, Brad was sharing with us how he um, was about 19 years of age, living in the Newcastle area. He was a civil engineer student, one of the best uh, disciplines you could start in. Uh, having said that, I also um, have I no longer work as a civil engineer, obviously. Um, Brad was sharing us with us how he um, was had a plan. His plan was to go off and make some money over the summer break, but instead he felt called to get involved with um, some summer camp ministry in the context of music. So, Brad, you left us with a picture of a station. Was a station wagon? Yes. Station wagon dragging its tow bar along the road filled with um, band equipment. Mm-hmm. You and it sounds like you had two brothers in there as well. Uh, it was just my older brother. This Just year. your older brother. Yep. And you're heading north up the uh, Pacific Highway on your way to go to camp up near Port Macquarie, somewhere up there. Mm-hmm. What happens next? So, for those listening who might be a singer, you know that when you're actually doing a series of gigs or whatever it is, in a short space of time, you really have to take care of your voice. You start thinking about things, hmm, I'm going to be doing the, the honey, lemon, ginger teas every day before every practice. you got to go through and carefully do your warm-ups, all these sorts of things, because it's actually a really rough thing 
to be singing at high volume levels, hitting high notes, etc., etc., for a week straight. It's a lot of strain on the vocal cords. It really is. It's mm. you know, it's a different sort of thing to speaking on radio. And if you're not used to it, you can really damage your vocal cords. Mm. So yeah, there's a lot of practice that goes into it. There's a lot of care you need to take. And so I was doing everything I could to make sure that I was treating my vocal cords as as nicely as I could. So, you know, even in some of the songs, you, you know, you're not, you're not going for those super, super high notes that you really have to push to get. You're, drinking, you're pacing yourself. You're pacing yourself. Mm. Yep. So that's what I was doing that whole week. I was trying to be really careful because I wanted to preserve my voice throughout the week. If, if I felt that God was saying to me, Hey, you know, you're here to sing, then it's like, okay, well, I need to take care of what he's given me to sing so I can make sure I can actually do what he's asked me so to do. So, how many songs would you sing at a typical camp? Oh, per day or something? Oh, like over the whole, well, yeah, okay, let's start with per day. Per day, in the mornings. See, it's not just like the actual performances, it's actually all the practices and things you do as well. Sure. In the mornings, you'd sing four or five songs, so mm-hmm. multiply that by two or three when you include all the practices and mm-hmm. stuff. And then you got the evening as well? Evenings, yep. In the evenings, we'd do bigger sets because, you know, kids love singing songs, yeah. so, you know, it could be five or six songs. And then there's the rehearsal for that. Rehearsal and how many that. days is the camp? It's usually about seven or eight days. Wow, so it adds up. It's a lot of singing. So when you multiply that out, you know, it's not exactly like a, a professional band because, you know, you'd be doing bigger sets each night. Yeah. But, you know, when you add up all the practice and it's morning and evening as well. And morning singing, especially when you've got high notes, is hard. Yeah, you're all got deep voices I'm taking it. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah. The, the Barry White when you <laughs> need to be doing um, James Blunt type thing. All right. So you're at camp. You've got a, a fair bit of singing to do. You're mm-hmm. trying to be a good steward. You're taking care of your vocal cords. Yep. You're pacing yourself. So what happens? The way I'm thinking about it is I'm doing everything I can, Mm -hmm. in a sense, to make sure that I make it through the end of the week and, you know, nothing about what I do looks bad. You get to the last evening of summer camp, and on the last evening, we typically do like a big countdown sort of thing. You get the kids to vote on which songs they like the most, and then you play through a big set, 10, 12, sometimes 15 songs. And, oh man, like even, even thinking about it now, I feel a little bit jittery. Not getting triggered, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because we got to the end of the week and I had completely lost my voice by that last night. Oh, really? And that, you know, in a sense, as a muso, it's like, that's the most important night of the week. Yeah, yeah. That's the big cool night where all the kids have the most fun. And, you know, that's where we make altar calls and, Saying to kids, hey, you know. What's an altar call? So, an altar call is like when you say to the kids, do you want to actually make a decision to follow Jesus? Right. You know, because what we're trying to show kids is that following Jesus is not something mundane. Because I think a lot of kids can feel like that. Mm. They feel like, oh, Jesus, that's the weird, fuddy dirty guy that they talk about in the boring church service. And so, you're trying to bring it alive. Exactly. Trying to show, show, show and demonstrate that it's a. Mm. A living, breathing relationship. A hundred percent. Right. Like, Jesus is not a boring guy by any ways or means. Mm. When you invite him into your life, life becomes more vibrant, more exciting. Um, You experience far more joy than you can ever hope to experience without him. And that's part of what we were trying to communicate to the kids through summer camps. Mm -hmm. 
But anyway, so yeah, so I had completely lost my voice. And this is the night where this that all crescendos. Where it all matters, so yes, to speak. This yeah. is where it's all built up to. And I can, I can try and emulate what would come out of my mouth if I would speak. Yeah, I don't he, even know he, if, he could if hear he didn't that. even hear that. That's because he's lost his voice. <laughs> yeah. So trying to speak, nothing coming out, and I was mad. I can't imagine you mad though. You're so calm. <laughs> but this was ten years ago. Yeah. Well. So what were you mad about? Why were I you was, mad? I was mad. You know, I I went off and locked myself in a room somewhere, ranting at God. Obviously so, not. Out so loud. just to set the context, though, the songs mm. haven't started yet. Like the last set hasn't started yet, right? No. Like, no. Just before you get to doing that, you've lost your voice. Yep. And you've s- stormed off and slammed the door and locked yourself in your room. That's right. And what yep. are you doing in there? What are you hoping to achieve in there? Man, I don't know. It's it was one of who are you things. angry at? I was angry at God. Why? Because I was in a situation where I felt helpless to be able to do anything, and I felt that you know this was God's responsibility. You know, He was the one who told me. You know, this is this is what I was ranting in my head to God. Obviously, I couldn't be speaking because I couldn't speak. Mm. But it's like yelling in your head, God, come on, seriously. I've done everything I could do to make sure that I protected my voice and I'm here doing this thing that you've called me to do and how come you haven't come through for me and, you know, this is the most important thing and what's going on? Why did you let this happen? In a sense, was the question I was asking. So you're blaming God in some respects for you yeah, losing absolutely. your voice. Because I'd done everything I could do and it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I remember God speaking to me, and I could hear it. And that never happened to me before. Wow. And I would struggle to explain what God's voice sounded like. I don't know if it would be different to somebody else as it would to me. Mm -hmm. But what I do remember is he said to me, I wanted you to realize the reason I called you to do this has nothing to do with you but it has everything to do with me. So, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I've got to stop you. Sure. You're telling me that you, you've you gone through this experience, mm-hmm. you've lost your voice, you're in your room, you're ranting at God in your head because you can't speak. Yep. And then you're telling me, you're expecting me and all the listeners to believe mm-hmm. that you heard God's voice, like you heard God speak to you. I don't expect anybody to believe it, but I know I mean, I, I mean, this. I'm being serious here. Like yeah. this isn't. Like, this is profound stuff. Like I, mm. I believe that I've experienced hearing, and I, I'm not talking like every two seconds on a I'm sure. in the shop. What ice cream to buy, or what? <laughs> don't buy the ice cream. Whatever. I'm not saying that. I, I, I'm on the same page with you mm. on this. But that's a big thing to say. I know that what I heard mm. and was communicating to me was of divine origin, whether it's the Holy Spirit, whether it's God, whether it's how that all works. Mm. So you're saying that you were, in that moment, you knew it was God talking to you. I believe that, yes. So unpack this more. Come on, this is this is the <laughs> crescendo here. Unpack this. What is What happened? How well, did you feel? Like That wasn't the end of what he said. Okay. So back up. Re- repeat again for me and for everyone listening. What did you sense that God was saying to you? He said to me, this was for you to realize that me calling you here was not about you. So you losing your voice. Well, it it wasn't about me. It wasn't about to make me look good. It wasn't to stoke my ego. Oh, the singing you're talking about. about. Yeah. Okay. Know. So coming to camp and doing the songs and yeah. being involved in the process of leading people to make yep. the, like, young people make decisions for Jesus. Yes. It's not about you. Yes. It's not about me. And God said it's. It was about Him. 
That was wow. what I was there to do. I was there to. You know, I, these I, kids right now you're telling me this story, right? And I'm I'm actually getting a bit of tingles on me when you're <laughs> saying that. It's about him. What? Mm. How did that make you feel? Were you still ranting? No, at that point I was very quiet, <laughs> and I didn't know what to think. It really struck me. I don't even know what to say. But that's why it's a good thing God followed that up by saying, <laughs> and this was the crazy part to me, not even God speaking to okay, me. Okay, wait, wait. I've got to sit down. I am <laughs> sitting down. I've got to hold my chair. In. Okay, what's, what's the crazy part? What God said to me then is he said, now go back and sing. What? Yeah. So you got, you've got no voice. I have no voice. You've been ranting at God about not having a voice. It's yep. all his fault. Then you, then you, you believe that you've sensed him talking to you mm-hmm. saying, Hey, this whole camp, this whole thing I've called you to, not, not about you. Yep. About me. Yep. You, you go, <laughs> you're already mute, but you go mute. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're muter. <laughs> muter. You're not ranting anymore. You're mute. And then you get the impression to go out and to sing. Mm-hmm. When God said that to me, it kind of felt like this compulsion. Go back and sing. And so I, Jump off off the off the floor, you know. Pull the door open, and I run back over to where the band's all ready to play and that sort of thing. And it was kind of one of those things where I literally had to grab a microphone and step onto the stage as I come through the door. So, were you practicing your voice long on the run to the tent? No, I was running as fast as I could. So you have no idea. Like, okay, cool. Keep going. Keep going. And so, basically, have to grab the microphone, step up onto the stage. Guys, start playing music. And I just had to start singing. And so I go to sing the first note, and my voice was back. No way. At like 100% strength. And just like I, that. And I was like, what is going on? So you get your... Okay, okay. we've got to digest <laughs> this a little bit. You've run back to the stage. The other guys are playing. Mm-hmm. You grab a mic. You get up. As far as you know, you have no, you, I mean, you have no voice. You, that's why you went there and locked yourself in the door and started raising the fist of God, so to speak. Yeah. And now you picked up the mic, the song starts, you open your mouth, and it's like, there's no problem. Yeah. It wasn't just, oh, you know, some croaky notes coming out. It yeah. was good. It was like full power, you know? Wow. And I so was- So, how long does it last? How long did you- Like you sung? How long? Yep. How many- Like, how, this is the 10 song, song sets yeah, yeah. sort of thing? the 10 big songs where you got to hit all the big notes. And, and so, I was able to sing through all of those. And then after the last note, on the last song, my voice was gone again. No way. Yeah. So, so I couldn't, I couldn't even really tell anybody about what had happened because it's so, a couple of days for. Okay. So you had the song to do, you had, <laughs> you had the voice to do the songs. And as soon as you sung the last thing and the songs are finished, mm. your voice is gone again. Yep. Okay. Pause there and <laughs> take a short break. Um, we're going to come back and, uh, we're going to, we're going to dig into this deeper. This is a Brad story and we're calling the story when God speaks. There's a code word coming up for this amazing book, Gifted Hands, right after the break. But before we do, we're going to a song. The song that Brad has picked is... This song is one that I was actually listening to at that time. And the song is called For the Moments I Feel Faint by a band called Reliant Kate. I really love it. It's one of my favourite songs. Am I at the point of no improvement? What are the death I still dwell in? I try to excel, but I feel no movement. Can I be free of this unreleasable sin? Never underestimate my Jesus. You're telling me that there's no hope. I'm telling you you're wrong. Never 
Jesus When the world around you crumbles He will be strong, He will be strong Possibilities Frustrated and tired Where do I go from here? Now I'm searching for The confidence I've lost so willingly Overcoming these obstacles Is overcoming my fears oh, Never underestimate my Jesus You're telling me that there's no hope I'm telling you you're wrong Underestimate my Jesus When the world around you crumbles He will be strong, He will be strong I think I can't, I think I can't But I think you can, I think you can I think I can't, I think I can't But I think you can, I think you can Gather my insufficiencies And place them in your hands Place them in your hands, place them in your hands. Never underestimate my Jesus. You're telling me that there's no hope. I'm telling you you're wrong. Never underestimate my Jesus But when the world around you crumbles He will be strong Never underestimate my Jesus You're telling me that there's no hope I'm telling you you're wrong Never underestimate my Jesus when the world around you crumbles He will be strong, He will be strong This is The Faith Experiment with Robbie Bergen, right here on Faith FM. Welcome back to The Faith Experiment. I'm your host, Robbie Bergen. And that was The Moments I Feel Faint by Reliant K. And this is episode 44 of The Faith Experiment, which I'm calling Brad's Story When God Speaks. And coming up just in a few minutes is the code word for today's amazing free offer, Gifted Hands, of the story of Dr. Ben Carson. Well, before the break, Brad has uh, dropped a bombshell, actually a couple of <laughs> bombshells on us. He's told us that in his uh, experience he had when he was about 19 years of age, he lost his voice thinking um, he was doing, you know, something selfless for for the, the good work of the Lord and uh, singing in a band for a summer camp. But in the course of that, you lost your voice, Brad. Yep, it was gone. You run off and you have a bit of a session with God telling him how angry you are that why did he let this happen you try to do everything you could and he didn't do the rest and in the middle of all that God humbles you by saying he said to me it's not about you it's about me 
And then he told me to go back and sing, and suddenly I had my voice back at full strength. That's amazing. And then what's even more uh, remarkable is that as soon as you finish singing, your voice is gone. Mm -hmm. So, Brad, people are listening to us Mm. having this conversation, and they're thinking, how? How does this happen? How does a person hear God's voice? Mm. Um, You know, you have to be some sort of, are you a saint? Like, is that why (laughs) God's talking to you? Far from it. So, what advice do you have for people that are, you know, in a faith journey and, you know, they're not sure if they're hearing God's voice or they want to know God's will for their life. And mm. what's advice do you have for someone like that? Yeah, look, as you're saying, I'm not a super Christian or anything like that. And I didn't tell this story to people for many years because I felt it made me look like some super Christian. Oh, look, God's speaking to me. How amazing am I? Yeah. But when I reflect back on it, I actually realized that God spoke to me in the point when I was at the lowest of the low and when I was being very un-Christian, when I was making it all about myself, he actually had to cut that back in order to help me understand something. I guess I would say, you know, and tying into this whole idea of humility, God can't speak to you if you're making your life all about yourself. Mm. If you're full of pride and your own desires, selfishness, God won't impose on you. Mm. But if you say to God that you want to follow him and you honestly mean that and you give him permission to cut away the areas of your life that go against his will, then he will do that and maybe he will speak to you. I can honestly say I haven't actually heard him speak to me verbally again. That's the only time it's ever happened. And it's it's obviously a defining moment, though, for you because you you haven't forgotten it. Absolutely. So, what in in a sort of closing remarks, like what... What do we do? This is the faith experiment. We're about experimenting with faith. What do we do daily to experiment with faith? Not, I'm not saying we should be expecting to hear God speak to us audibly sure. every single day. But what do we do to have a quality relationship with God on a daily basis? What's your experience been? I think, again, it comes back to humbling ourselves before God and asking Him to use us. And So that's through like prayer, conversational prayer sort of thing. Prayer, conversation, um, worshipping Him. Sing songs to Him. Give praise to God. Make your focus those two things that Jesus said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Place your focus on those things in, in what you're doing every day. What does that look like for you? Mm. It probably looks different to what it looks like for me. But be intentional about it. Be very intentional, and God will find opportunities to work through you and to speak through you too. So, yeah, make make your life less about yourself and more about God. Brad, never have been wiser words been spoken. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Brad. I really do appreciate it. If you've enjoyed this story or if you've got a moment where God's spoken to you, I'd love to hear it. Text me on 04884531 or email me on robbie at faithfm.com.au. And, um, yeah, I'd love to share it with Brad. Brad's here, a producer at FaithFM. He'll be able to um, respond to your texts if we get them in. So we have a uh, almost out of time. I'll be really quick here. I've got a giveaway today, Gifted Hands. It's the book about Dr. Ben Carson. If you want to get this book, you text today's code word, hash FE44. That's the hash or pound key followed by FE, Faith Experiment, and number 44, episode 44. Text that to the Faith Experiment number, 04888-45311. That's 04888-45311. As soon as you do that, the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply to you asking for some details. So text that code word, hash FE44, 
to 0488845311. Well, that's all we have time for today. I really appreciate you joining us on this journey on the faith experiment. I'll catch you next week at the same time right here on Faith FM for the next episode of The Faith Experiment. I'll see you then. You have been listening to The Faith Experiment with Robbie Bergen right across Australia, right here on Faith FM. Connect with us via text message on 0488 453 11. That's 0488 453 11. Or send an email to robbie at faithfm.com.au and let us know what you thought of this episode. If you have enjoyed this episode of The Faith Experiment, please help us get the word out by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. 